I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Danielle, can we, can we take a moment to talk about the fact that the show that we're talking about is about a band, but it's not a real band? No, it's not a real band, but you know that this real band is... I don't know if they did, but when this first came out, they were talking about going on tour as a fake band. Really? Yeah. I hope it's not the same tour that happened here. That would suck. What do you mean, what tour? Well, they were on tour in the series. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I think that they were going to go on tour as an actual band because their Spotify numbers are insane. Yeah, that's how I, well, that's one of the ways I found out that they were not a real band. Um, And so I said, Dave started watching this with me and then just like fell off. Yeah. He couldn't keep up. I banged out seven episodes last night. He just couldn't keep up. Um, It's fine. Not all of us are champions. But (laughs) (laughs) when I first started the series, I was like, hey, have you heard of the band? Daisy Jones and the Six. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, this is a cool band from the 60s. You should look into them. Like full. With full, full confidence. Ball. Oh, yeah. With your full chest, he said that. Mm-hmm. And, and Dave was like, oh, all right. Whatever. So he sits down and he starts watching it. And he's like, I don't know. I can't find any other. <laughs> then he goes on Spotify and he's like, whoa. This is how, this is uh I promised you we were completely sober. But he looks down and he goes, whoa, are these, are these the people from the band in the, in the documentary? <laughs> so. So you thought it was, I guess we're going a little bit into expectation versus reality. So you thought it was an actual band and they were imitating members of Daisy Jones and the Six? Um, for a brief moment, okay. I thought it was an actual band. For a brief moment until you went on Spotify and you... you for were... a brief moment of the first two episodes of, like, two hours. Yes, two hours is a brief moment. A fleeting, a fleeting second in time. Um, oh. Well, I'm sorry, I should have let you know that they are not a real band. They are very, very closely inspired by Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Right. If anything, it's Fleetwood Mac. Um, There's a line in Girls where, I'm sorry to bring this up, but there's a line in Girls where uh, uh, the character Marnie is, like, breaking up with her boy, her husband, Desi, who is the guy who plays Richie in The Bear. So um, imagine that energy saying this line that I'm about to say, because it sticks in my head every time I hear Fleetwood Mac. She's like, I know we're not Fleetwood Mac. And he just looks at her and she just he just goes, you should want to be Fleetwood Mac, Marn. You should want to be Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that 
all every time I hear the word Fleetwood Mac. Um, he's a good actor. Oh God, so good. Um, but no, their music is absolutely fantastic. I can't yeah. stop. Li- okay, what's have you been listening to a bunch of songs on repeat? Not yet. I just listened okay. to a couple, but not on repeat. Okay, my favorites are "Let Me Down Easy" and "The River." Yeah. Those I can just listen to. And the thing is, like, in the show, they play them over and over again. And when you find yourself, like, not getting sick of the songs being played over and over and over again, that's how you know it's good music. You know what's interesting? You're not wrong. And I didn't realize that they had the whole album on here. Um, But I did find myself saying they are showing a lot of the music like they didn't they didn't really like cheap out on that no and it's all original music the actors had to learn how to play those instruments what i thought they were musicians and they were actors no oh my god no that must have taken a long time Mm -hmm. you know how hard it is to play and sing at the same time yep i do well i don't but i can imagine I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can so, really play anything, and I forget it. Super, super dedicated roles these actors played, and uh, definitely paid off. Definitely, uh, in my opinion, they're great. So I feel like if they do go on tour, they probably need to do a lot more training in order to, like, be prepared for that. But it's also yeah. going to put, like, a lot of their, like, acting careers in the back burner. Um I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Suki Waterhouse, I don't know if she knew how to play, she's the one who plays Karen, I don't know if she knows how to play keyboard before that, but she's definitely a singer, because she has her own albums out on uh, Spotify. Oh, okay. So interesting. Alright, so if you didn't catch on, we're doing Daisy Jones and the Six, Yes. and it's an Amazon Prime original. It is, and... uh, Important to note, this was produced by Hello Sunshine, which I believe is Reese's production company. I have no idea. Reese Reese Witherspoon? Or is it Drew Barrymore? Hold on. Hello Sunshine. Everyone has production. It sounds like a Drew Barrymore type of thing, but I could be wrong. No, it's Reese Witherspoon's production company. Reese Witherspoon? Reese without her spoon. (laughs) Badoomch. Yeah, okay. So yes, that is important to note. Reese Reese has her hand in the in this cookie jar. Alright. Uh I go first, right? Awards? Yes. Okay. So at the Emmys, this has nine awards. A nine a nine a nominations. A nine nominations, <laughs> because I don't know if we said this on the podcast. I can't remember, but the Emmys have been postponed. Yeah. With okay. the writer strike and the actor yeah. strike. I'm pretty sure it's indefinitely, but I'll look that up while you talk about the awards. Okay, so it is nominated for Outstanding Lead. Uh, it's... it's blah, 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 it's down... Wow. I need another sip of coffee. Hold on. Excuse me. Do it. Do what you gotta do. <sighs> Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series. Um, it's nominated for Sound mis- Mixing music supervision, outstanding period costumes, which I think it should win, outstanding production design, 
outstanding casting for a limited series or anthology movie, uh, outstanding makeup. Okay, Riley Keough was nominated for outstanding lead actress in a limited series or anthology series, and then Camilla Maroney is nominated for outstanding supporting actress in a limited or anthology series or movie. Mm. Hmm. According to Entertainment Weekly. The 2020, this is breaking because I have, well, it's breaking for us. I, I haven't heard about this. The 2023 Emmys will officially be held in 2024. Wow. Yeah. So Television Academy and Fox announced that the telecast of the 75th Emmy Awards will air live coast to coast on Monday, January 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at 5, uh, 5 p.m. on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Okay. So... Do you exactly. think that, like, the Golden Globes and the Oscars are usually around that same time as well? Do you think that they'll be around that same time? Or do you think they're going to get pushed to, like, September? So those awards are going to, like, flip-flop. If anything, I think they'll postpone them like they did in the pandemic, which was just by a little bit. Because I think that they're going to have to do the 76th Emmys in September. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I didn't read the rest of the article. I only read you that one paragraph uh, just so that I could get the date. But maybe that article says more about time to time to watch a bunch of old stuff. I'm so ready. It's yeah. Well, I I, I also I assume I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. So like that they're going to have the strike figured out by then. Yeah. Because that's a you're making a bold claim that you're saying like, hey, everybody on strike, you're going to get awards for the things that we're on strike for by this date. So I'm assuming that things are. I mean, we already heard from. We already heard about a twenty four. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can share that on our Instagram um, story. That that clip that you shared with me. I forget. So what what happened was is. So with the strike, there are a list of demands. That's why you go on strike, and uh, the writers and the actors guild have come to an agreement with A24. A24 read their demands and they're like, yeah, we agree. So they have been greenlit to start making and continue production on their things. So they're going to be pushing out content where the other big studios are, you know, being little whiny bees and uh, nuts and saying no. And uh, they're going to, in my opinion, they're probably going to get screwed in the long run, but whatever. A24? No. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, the other big studios, like like a Fox, Uh, like a a Fox is the only one coming to mind. Warner Brothers. There we go. Disney. Disney. They mentioned Disney in that. But, yeah, so more importantly, they said that they're allowed to operate in the middle of a strike because the demands have been – enough of the demands have been met. Yeah, they they uh, they get the hall pass. They're allowed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why, like, I uh, – for some reason when we record and I laugh, I, like, hold my laughter in. I should just let it out because – Otherwise, when I play the podcast back, it, I just hear silence on the other end, and then I hear, ah. Yeah, it's just us <laughs> chuckling, like, silently, like, if there's ever, like, prolonged silence, then you hear, ah, it's, <laughs> it's chuckling. Yeah, you just, I, I realize that, like, you'll say something, and then this is what you hear from me. Ah, like, that's it. That's all you get. 
Anyway. Oh, man. Into the summary? Yes, let's get into the summary. All right. The story of a rock band's trials and tribulations with overdose, making it big, partying, touring, and most importantly, handling a new band member that put them on the map. So let's get into our characters. Let's talk about Daisy Jones. She's okay. played by Riley Keough, who, who is her grandpa, Christina? Elvis Presley. Yeah, so we'll say that she's like sort of a, a vet. We talked about- My grandmother's boyfriend. <laughs> Phrased it. My grandmother said, I have two boyfriends, Elvis Presley and Jesus. <laughs> All right. You want to take a guess at which grandmother said that? <laughs> it's my mom's mom. No I, that's a Mama Timmy thing to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yup. She had two pictures. Uh, on this wall behind me of Elvis Presley and <laughs> picture in her bedroom of Jesus. She goes, these are my boyfriends. <laughs> okay. Two very different boyfriends. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Whew. So. <laughs> Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter. Um. Daisy is a music-obsessed, aspiring singer-songwriter who's looking for a big break when we first meet her. Her friend and manager, Teddy, played by Tom Wright, introduces her to the Pittsburgh band The Six, who are looking for their renaissance after a rocky start. The lead singer is Billy Dunn, played by Sam Claflin, which Christina pointed out he was in Hunger Games, right? Hunger Games. He's Finnick. Um, here, I think. What happens? I think his name was Finnick O'Dare. Sounds about right. Uh, um, Billy Dunn is the designated frontman of the six. He's married to Camilla, played by Camilla Maroney, and they have a daughter together. Um, lead guitarist is Billy's brother Graham, played by Will Harrison. Keyboardist is Karen, played by Suki Waterhouse. Uh, bass player is Eddie, played by Josh Whitehouse. I just realized we got two houses in the in the house. <laughs> And then drummer is Warren, my personal favorite, played by Sebastian uh, Chacharon. Chacharon. Team. He he is the best. Same. Yeah, he's the comic relief of this uh, this whole oh, thing. So good. And then uh, Daisy's best friend and fellow singer is Simone, played by Nabia Bay. Okay, so let's get into our climax. We get to the final episode. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> We see on screen, October 4th, 1977, Daisy Jones and the Six perform to a sold-out crowd at Soldier Field in Chicago. It will be their final performance. And then throughout the episode, we see bits of their final performance spliced with why they broke up. So, Camilla realizes that Billy is still lying to her about not being in love with Daisy because she sees the two of them together in Pittsburgh prior to the Chicago show. Camilla and Billy fight, and Billy starts drinking again. Eddie decides now would be a good time to tell Bil Billy, hey, I totally banged your wife, and you're an ass who hogs the spotlight. Daisy decides now would be a good time to catch up with my dear old mom, who calls Daisy a selfish bitch. Karen decides to tell Graham that she terminated her pregnancy without uh, letting him know. So now we've got a nice pressure cooker of situation going on here pre-show. <laughs> Daisy is using excessively and Billy is drinking 
and they kiss before the show, and then they go out, perform, then they kiss right before the encore. And while they're making out before the encore, Daisy realizes how wrong she and Billy are for each other. Before she sings Look at Us Now, she talks about how love is supposed to lift you up and the right person is supposed to see the light in you, not the darkness. And as the music starts, Billy is unable to sing the song and Daisy tells him to go and run after Camilla, which he does. And then we find out the truth about the interviews. Okay, how much further do you want me to talk about this or do you want to? No, you're good. I'm... We find out that Billy and Cam's daughter is the one filming the documentary. Um, and then we start to slowly but surely find out everybody's lives now um, or more current day. So I kind of broke it down by, by person. Okay. And then uh, if we need to fill in the gaps, we can. So Karen is still playing in bands, although she admits that she lied to Graham, hinting that she didn't tell the whole truth about her feelings when she left him. Kind of seems like she knew he wanted to start a family and you know didn't want to take that from him um because she i mean all right i'm gonna phrase it this way because she already took it from him once i don't think she wanted to take it from him again in a more permanent situation but they're both permanent situations but you know what i mean right yeah absolutely and also like she saw how excited he was when he found out the news that she knew that that was a passion of his that he needed to fulfill and she knew that it wasn't something that she wanted to do so yeah. yeah. So take it from him once doesn't want to do doesn't want to hurt him like that again. Yeah. Um, and so then Graham thanks Karen for giving him the quote unquote I put truth in quotes because she wasn't the whole truth, but um he moved back home, found a wife and has a uh two kids, I think. Yeah. Um Eddie still plays low key gigs in a smaller band. He says his life is just fine. Um and then we start to slowly find out through cam adjusting her wig that uh and through billy saying that she was a little sick or saying it a little bit that she was sick and so then it goes back to eddie and it says that he would have made it to the funeral and that kind of confirms for us that she has passed um but you're thinking but wait she's been on camera this whole time with all of them afterwards and then we find out that she's been adjusting her wig and that she has passed away in the middle of the process of making this documentary. So there's also shots of Billy and Daisy slowly getting their lives back together throughout the whole series. But during this time, this was the best place that I could put this. Billy also mentions that Terry passes away in 83, slumped over while pulling an all-nighter. So he did not listen to his doctors and he died doing what he loved, which is what he always said that he would do. Um, so then Billy and Cam's daughter show Billy and Daisy Cam's last wish that when Billy was ready, he should give Daisy a call and that Daisy should answer because those two both owe her a song. Cue my tears. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was a mess last night. Um, I just had this thought. If they didn't name the documentary Look at the, Look at Us Now, that's a missed opportunity. What it, is, is that what it's called? No, but uh, they, you don't find out what the documentary is, but like, oh. it should be called Look at Us Now. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right, what did IMDb rate this? 
It was high on IMDb. It was an 8.1 out of 10. The finale, Rock and Roll Suicide, was a 9.2 out of 10. But on Metacritic, the meta score was a 62, and the user score was a 5.3. Yeah, I don't see this being hot on Metacritic. This isn't their cup of tea. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this 70%, and then the audience gave it an 82%. So even the critics gave it splats, where the audience was like, no, no, I, we think it deserves better. Yeah, I was, I was pretty high on IMDb, but I picked, there were a couple of reviews that I was like, oh, I don't know which one, but I knew it was going to be a morning episode, so I wasn't going to have like all these, all these reviews for you this morning. Okay. Um, okay. So it's a six out of 10, somewhere in the, try to find somewhere in the middle. Okay. I just don't like any of the main, I just don't like any main characters is what this person said. And we know we've spoken so many times on this podcast about how we love to hate and hate to love. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a consistent spiral that you'll find yourself in. But first of all, six episodes down, huh? Not finished, not finished with the series. All yep. right. But we're writing this, this, we're writing the, uh, the review. Let's go. Yeah. I'd quit now, except my wife read the book and wants to see what comes next in the series. Movies and TV. I need to like someone in the cast and preferably one of the lead actors. In this case, one or two band members are okay, but that's it. The leads have, to me at least, no redeeming character traits. They're selfish, lazy narcissists who believe that they are important, but no one else is. There is conflict here between the two main characters. No shit. <laughs> but I don't- How, how do you not, uh, there needs to be conflict or you're not going to have a show. Yeah, action moves the story forward. <laughs> Hello? Um, but I don't pull for either of them. I hope they both lose. Maybe the book is better, but so far this series does not make me want to read it. Okay. May I say something? Sure. If we were watching a story about coal miners, then maybe we could take out the like ego and the narcissism. It's a I mean, e band. it's it's a band. Like you need to have a certain amount of ego and a certain amount of narcissism to stand up on stage, perform, and then have groups, thousands and thousands of people cheering for you and you to like it. Am I wrong? No, I, I mean, yeah, I, uh, in, in Daisy's case, I think it was definitely narcissism. In, in Billy's case, I don't, I don't know if it was narcissism or just like the feeling of like his ego. His ego was a big thing, a big theme throughout yeah. this entire series and like it going up and down, growing and shrinking. See, I feel like Billy's was very much ego i don't think daisy was necessarily a narcissist i think that daisy oh. i think that daisy was starved of love as a child so the only she way was. what she was so the only way that she could like really feel the love was to be cheered for and be applauded so she was um, constantly searching for that and like searching for herself when really she didn't know how to like throw the love back to herself she, I, I, she just didn't process. She never wanted to. She never learned as a child, but she never wanted to process feeling. I mean, she's like a borderline sociopath. Yeah, she kept trying she to, to escape feelings. Yeah, yeah, she was just always on to the next. Like, okay, that happened to me. Okay, not gonna think about it. Move on to the next thing. Yeah, 
which is like listen her husband was not oh my god was my top pick you know but um i he at one point he said i don't know if he says it to like sound great but he says like i guess when i'm sad i just feel it or no that's billy that's billy, billy says that i'm sorry billy. when they're um recording a session so you know he kind of set his ego aside and he became vulnerable and said like when i'm sad i just i i feel it like i deal with it yeah yeah um, no yeah. her her husband was oh my god um when he walked you have a review but <laughs> when he walked out of the room when she od'd yeah oh my god i will say anytime you hear someone say that they're part of the irish nobility i feel like that's a, a major red flag he, he was just sketchy he was a sketchy dude he can't, he was introduced by first of all they met three weeks ago yeah and she's like I'm getting married. Yeah, but what? also, like, it, you know, it makes sense. She's just a self-destructive character. All right. Review. Four and a half out of five stars. This also mentions the book, so perhaps this is the wife to the husband that was reading writing your review. Around March this year, I read the book and thought it was middle of the road for me. I was so excited about the show. Almost Famous is one of my all-time favorite films, and the idea of a band in the 70s and intense energy between lead singers is something so easy to sell me. I'm eating that no matter what. Same, girl, same. So when I finally got got to see this show, what happened, it did not disappoint. I'd like to say it even more... Hold on. I'd say I liked it even more than a book than the book for the most part it was fun but deep riley is just the heart and soul of the show every scene where she is in, in it it lights up i love the music and it's on my spotify at all times they are just so good you can't deny the influence of fleetwood mag here from the story uh to the music it's there love the chemistry between sam and riley the fashion was just heaven for my eyes there were parts of the book that were missing, like the famous Billy monologue, my favorite, and here it was not that great. Also, Camilla confronts Daisy, but overall, I loved it a lot. I don't know why I read this with a lot more, like, in my mind, when I was reading this last night, it made sense, but then I'm reading it, and I'm like, why are there so many grammatical errors? This is not how you're supposed to read <laughs> <laughs> this is not how you're supposed to write sentences um but there are a lot of points that I agreed with and like were my highs so I figured it was a good segue into highs and lows the first thing I wrote down yeah was that the soundtrack not just the soundtrack though the songs that were by other artists and their songs but I think most importantly the placement mm -hmm. was Amazing. Like, I was so, and this was early on, but when I heard Iko Iko, yeah, I was like, oh, this is the perfect song for this situation. Yep. And then it just got better and better for me. That oh. was that was the first thing I wrote down. And then like them bonding over the Beach Boys in my room. I love the Beach Boys. So, so. good. However, I I would like to call out since we're talking about the Beach Boys, I did want to call out just like a slight discrepancy so like okay 
Billy loves the song In My Room by the Beach Boys. And, like, it's very clear, like, the Beach, like, they know who the Beach Boys are in that universe. And then, if you remember in the later episodes, Camilla was talking about doing a photo shoot on the beach with this, like, surfer band. And, um, it's like a surfer band at Magic Hour, and she was showing Billy the picture. And the picture is of inspired by like the Beach Boys album so they're making it seem like she's photographing the Beach Boys you remember it's like that band all holding the surfboard oh that is supposed to be the Beach Boys but they are not calling them the Beach Boys even though the Beach Boys exist in that universe well maybe it's a new album maybe but like she's like oh they're like this new surfery band and like just call them the Beach Boys. Maybe, like, they can't do that for, like, legal purposes, but I don't know. Well, they, they can't if they already use In My Room, because then they're already a band. True. And I don't know of another surfer band that came out, like, right after the Beach Boys. Yeah, but they did not say the Beach Boys. I don't know. It was a small thing. It was like, this doesn't make sense, but whatever. But I do agree with you that the music placement with the not only the original music in the show but like the music that existed at the time was perfect Mm -hmm. i mean danielle and i talked about this like before we came on um how much we like the 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 soundtrack like the original like all these original songs that came from this they were good they were really good i mean it's some of the best original music for a show that I've heard in a long time. Like, what show do you hear of that, like, has millions of plays on Spotify? Where Yeah, it's true. That's not a musical. That's the that's the, the caveat to this. It's not a musical. Right, it's a documentary. Well, it's, is, it, is it a documentary? It's kind of like a mockumentary. Is it a mockumentary? Because I was thinking that too, but it's not mocking anything. No, I guess it's more of like a... There is a mo- there's a documentary element to it, but I don't because know. I, th- I think with a mockumentary, there needs to be some sort of satire. And I don't think that there were any undertones of like this being a satirical piece. No, I don't think that it's a mockumentary. I, I take that back. I think it's just a limited series. Like, I think it's just a true piece of fiction, but it has, like, a documentary element happening within that fictional universe. Um, hard to, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to figure out the genre. There you go. Um, yeah, the music is the star of the show. The first time they record Look at Us Now, shivers. Complete shivers. Mm-hmm, same. Episode five, Fire, is my favorite episode. That's the high for me. That was when Graham and Karen get together for the first time. That's when they write, um, oh my God, what's the the song? What's the first song that they perform together? Not River. Look at Us Now? Look at Us, no, not Look at Us Now. Um, Let Me Down Easy? Let Me Down Easy. When they... That, like, process of them writing it, that's when she's dancing to I Go, I Go on Day and in my room in Teddy's house. And they have that moment of bonding, and then they get together, and it's like the band just clicks, and everyone feels seen. It was great. I loved that whole episode. Um, I agree. 
also we need to talk about the outfits go for it they're incredible that's all i have to say like both karen and daisy's outfits are so good i think that i would and camilla's outfits especially yeah, towards the I was end say, you left a big one out there um i feel like if i were to wear any of the outfits i feel like i would wear more of karen's outfits but also some of camilla's outfits with like elements of daisy because daisy's coats were always on point i had a coat like that do you remember yes you did with the big fuzzies the yeah, suede with the, the fur mm-hmm. i had a coat like that what was your most memorable outfit in this well i that coat really stood that that coat really stood out to me. Although I, it's been a long time since I've seen bell bottoms on a man. Mm. That stood out to me as well. Were you into it? Should Dave get a pair of bell bottoms? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, this is like a good amount of a good amount of flair. It's not like. Have you seen Office Space? No, I haven't. Danielle, oh, there's a scene where like they talk about like pins and they call them flare and he's like how many pieces of you're wearing only the minimum pieces of flare but i'm laughing because i i said a good amount of flare like items on a on a vest but i'm yeah. talking about like the flare on the pants yeah yeah all right i'm here i only have one cup of coffee <laughs> um, it wasn't like obscenely drastic or dramatic just went a little wide yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh my God, I haven't seen these on a man in like, I don't know, pictures. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since you've watched, um, do you ever watch the movie? Um, oh my God. Dates and Confused. Oh my God. I don't, oh, so long ago. Oh, I love the movie Dates and Confused. That's one of my, that's one of our hangover movies. If you're ever hungover, watch that movie. It'll, it'll cure it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't need, need to think about that movie too much. It's not, like, it's not challenging you. It's easy, not too much is going on, but, like, the Days and Confused is a movie to watch when you're hungover. That's it. Okay, you heard it here first. Uh, um, I just want the drum. I, I, the next thing I wrote was that the drummer is my favorite character. Yeah, he was absolutely, just the great, perfect amount of uh, comic relief. Like, I can't remember who said it, but somebody came up to them, and maybe it was Terry, and he's like, you guys, backbone of the band, great job. And he turns around to the, the bassist, and he's like, oh, that's nice, man. It's really nice to hear somebody listen. <laughs> I like um, when they're uh, interviewing him later on, he's like, I don't get to sign boobs anymore. Lisa will let me sign her boobs sometimes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, just a great. But even like when he loses it, he's like the only one who doesn't like lose it in the middle of that no. climax. But he does a little bit with um, Eddie. Yeah, with Eddie because he's like, let's just keep the life that we have, and Eddie wants like more yeah eddie wants more meanwhile graham is like you know what we're doing pretty good what we're doing right now and he's like i'm gonna go call my movie star girlfriend <laughs> that we met on snl when we were playing because we're <laughs> doing so well right now so why are we trying to ruin what we got right yeah um, um 
As far as lows go, um, I kind of talked to Christine about these before we hopped on the show. Oh, wait, one more thing about the clothing before we go. Uh, does this make you want to cut bangs? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do burning. I, listen, we need to, like, be several degrees lower in humidity and heat. Yeah. But then, yeah. Bangs Bang. in the summer, nah. it's not my life. Nah, nah. You got to wait till winter. Yeah, it needs to get crisp, crisp 65, then the bangs are getting cut. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, so it might be maybe towards the end of September. I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, I like what they did here because there's so many different ways to wear bangs. Yeah. Everyone's hair was incredible. Um, like they, somebody just had like a middle part and the bent, I think it was Daisy and she just had like this little bit that was open. Camilla's were like blown out and like straight into the side. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Karen just had a full bardeau and her hair is absolutely stunning. It really is. She, but that's like. That's natural. That's, that's just how Suki Waterhouse's hair is. It is. I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say her hair is blown out in every scene. That's a blowout. It is a blowout, but like her hair is just like, that's the way that Suki Waterhouse wears her hair always. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because yeah. if anybody's looking at that and being like, ooh, I love this like natural 70s look, I don't think that's That's natural. not natural. That's a blowout. It's a beautiful blowout. Yeah. But it's a blowout. Yeah. But that no. takes time, love, and effort <laughs> to create. Um, I have Sorry, a. I didn't understand. Oh, okay. Well, my watch is participating in our podcast. <laughs> um, I have a couple more highs. Okay. Or just comments. Okay. Daisy Jones is kind of a jerk. Is one thing that I wrote. Yeah. Um, I went from hating Billy to loving Billy, and my feelings just became like this seesaw. Mm-hmm. And like when he started using again, I was like, "Come on! Like, what do you like?" Don't do this. Tighten up, ma'am. Uh, the, I felt the frustration from the entire band. Yeah. And I think that's a cool thing because I don't think that fans think about that. I think the fans think like, you guys just stay together because you're like making something great. And like, not every band member thinks that all the time because there's just so much that you have to deal with and like mentally prepare for. And like, Listen, if you're doing drugs and you're drinking like this every night, you're never going to be able to mentally prepare. I don't care. You're just never going to be able to mentally prepare for like an argument that you don't expect or a shitty work day. It's just, it's, you're not. And then all that like just builds up and it gets frustrating. And then if you're not involved in it, but you're watching it and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, oh my God, I just, I just want to help. Yeah. Um, for a moment, when Daisy got married, I thought they were going to ask, like, does anybody disapprove of this marriage? And I thought Simone was going to call Terry and Terry was going to show up and be like, what the hell are you doing? Ooh, but that didn't happen. No. Yeah, I was that would have been that. cool. That would have been cool. But no. And my my last comment here is, do we know the age difference between Daisy and Billy? Because like, there's it's so, like the, the levels of maturity. I mean, up until he starts using again at the end. Yeah. Which is which is like was so beautifully done that he went through this whole phase and just acted like a little shit yeah right? um like when camilla finds him in the van i loved that scene yeah i loved how she found him how she grabbed his face and she was like do what you want now but when i give birth it's over mm-hmm. like you're gonna show up every day um 
and then like you see him mature into this person and then when they do certain things with like drugs and alcohol he like knows when to pull himself away he knows his weaknesses but then when he starts using again he kind of slips into that immaturity a bit yeah you can see this huge maturity immaturity like spectrum between billy who has survived abuse and daisy who's like in the thick of it yeah yeah, I want to say Billy's definitely older than Bill. Than Billy's definitely older than Billy. Billy's definitely older than Daisy. I want to say maybe like five to seven years would be my Not guess. Be, right? Yeah, because they were already a band and on tour while Daisy was still just like young and in clubs and like trying to like get her start. Okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I mean, they could be the same age, you never know, but I feel like at least five years older. Okay. I mean, like, I could sit here and pick apart Daisy's character all day and, like, all the different spectrums of... I mean, the acting was just really well done. I didn't... I I passionately disliked her as the series went on. Um, And then in the end, like, saw how it kind of came together, but... Yeah, this is, I, I agree with you 100%. You said it, like, you said it so well. But this was just a kid who was never shown love. Yeah. And, like, but Billy was Billy was a kid who also wasn't really shown that much love. Because no. his father was kind of a jerk. A kind and of? I, yeah, well, he was. He was definitely <laughs> a full-blown jerk. Um, but I think that Billy had the love from, I mean, his mother passed. But Billy had the love of, his brother. Yeah. And Daisy had no one. Daisy had no one, and except Simone, once she finally found Simone. Right. But the the level of, like, entitlement that came out in her character, regardless of what phase she was in, was astound- astoundingly consistent. Yeah. Yeah. That all being said, I feel like the acting was just... You, you said it as well. The acting was incredible, but the acting was incredible from all parties. Like, Daisy, uh, Riley Keough was great. Sam Claff, Chaff, Claflin? Chafflin? I don't know. Claflin. Wow. Claflin was great. Camilla Moroni was great. She was. Um, yeah, no, just all around excellent cast. And... They're kind of a cast of actors that, like, you don't see very often either. No, you really didn't have any heavy hitters here. No. No one that's, like... I mean, it's not that they haven't been in stuff. They've all been in stuff, and they're all known for one reason or another. But mm. I think that they they all killed it. And I use as the show has completed and, like, stuff has been going on, you can see that they're all still, like kind of friends in this group on Instagram so that's that's really nice and also they were doing press for this and right before this came out Riley Keough's mother Lisa Marie passed away right yeah I don't know how she did that but I I feel for Riley Keough she's great she's talented her voice is incredible I wish nothing but the best for her yeah, no. Really talented, really. I think the one low, and I agreed with you on this, we kind of talked about it, like, before we started recording, was Simone, some of Simone's plotline. 
Yeah, it was just a little unnecessary. I think I would have liked to see her, like, play in nightclubs and, like, do that scene and then, like, get discovered in a nightclub. Hmm. I feel like it was just the whole thing in general needed to be just, like, a little bit shorter. Like, it didn't need to be 10 episodes, and the episodes didn't need to be 45 minutes. Like, I feel like it could have been yeah. cut down. We could have we could have done this in seven episodes. I agree. I think. Um, I think. One other low also comes from episode five, Fire, where Graham, Karen, and his, like, girlfriend are at the beach, and he's surfing. Did you catch that Graham was surfing in denim cut-off shorts? Really? What kind of crazy person goes into the water in denim cut-off shorts? That's 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 not today's denim. There's no stretch in that denim either. No. Maybe we can break it in. That sounds like horrible. That's a layer of hell wearing wet denim. I... Listen, the surfing thing was new. He was like, I got my first paycheck and I got a surfboard. I don't think he knew much about surfing. I don't know why the costume designer put him in denim cutoffs, but I don't think people surfed in denim cutoffs. That's craziness. If you're listening and you surf in denim cutoffs, we want to know about it. How do you feel before and after? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Please. All right, you want to get into our snack break? Yeah, so I just, I mean, I ended up ordering Chipotle last night. Nice. This, I got like the, I think I got the salad and I had like, I got the chicken. You remember? The chicken, I usually end up getting the steak, so I I took a break. I got the chicken. It was not fun to eat while I was blubbering like a whale towards the end of this series. Salad is not a fun thing to eat when you're blubbering like a whale. Most things aren't fun to eat when you're crying. No. It is. Um... Macaroni and cheese, I would say, is a good thing to eat while you're crying. You're crying? <laughs> Just adds to it. Or, like, drinking a glass of wine. That's what you need to be. What, while you're crying, you need a glass of wine. Yeah, but, like, you're drinking. I'm saying, like, eating and yeah. crying, that, like, those activities together are not fun. Um, you remember we used to go to Chipotle all the time when it first came out? Yes. And you needed two burrito shells to uh wrap your burrito because you would get every single topping imaginable because i asked for two scoops of the corn yeah that was a problem yep a mess a complete mess and some you they needed to get like the most experienced burrito wrapper they're like calling the big guns it's and then somebody somebody just said to me why don't you just get a burrito bowl your burrito turns into a bowl anyway and then i was like Okay, I'm not looking back now. This is it. This is where we are, baby. Oh, man. All right, while I was watching this, I uh, I watched this in a few sittings, but uh, I watched this on Monday, and I made myself a salad because I had just uh-huh. went grocery shopping. I made myself a spinach salad, chicken, roasted sweet potato and onions, apples, feta, olive oil, squeeze a lemon. Beautiful. Sounds really good. They, I usually go Granny Smith apple. The green Granny Smith apples are my favorite because they're nice and sour. Oh. But I got a pink lady apple this time. Oh, how was that in the salad? Very good. Very, very good. I love an apple in a salad. 
apples, sweet potatoes, and like goat cheese, and then some like if you do like a walnut on top. Sign me up. I'm there all day. Okay. I'm also a fan of like pecans in the salad. Mm, some kind of nut. Pecans. pecans. Okay. Either is fine with me. Um, it's not like a caramel caramel situation, you no. know, where you're like taking letters out. <laughs> Um, okay, so my expectation, I was, you thought I said part of it, and I didn't even realize that that could be part of it, but my main expectation, once I found out the band wasn't real, <laughs> was, actually, no, I thought it was, even if it was real, I guess it doesn't matter, I thought that this was going to be about, like, Daisy being this wholesome person, <laughs> coming to the band, and, like, bringing them all together and just Billy consistently giving her a hard time. I did not expect Daisy to be the biggest jerk of all of them. <laughs> did you hear that? It sounded like a rooster. What was that? I think it was somebody shutting off water. Oh, okay. I'm sorry if that picked up, but that's, <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? Sorry. <laughs> Um, okay. That was my expectation versus re and that was not the reality at all. <laughs> so this came out. I was telling Christina, I have been reading a lot this year, and my goal. This may seem not may not seem like a big goal, but it's a big goal for me. I'm trying to read eight books this year. I've already got five in the books, pun intended. Um, three more to go. But while this came out, I was reading Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which is another book written by Taylor Reed Jenkins, and T Taylor Reed Jenkins wrote Daisy Jones and the Six. She has a bunch of books out, and her, like, overarching theme of all of her books are that they're all happening in the same universe. So as you're, like, reading one of her books, like, a character may be listening to the radio and Daisy Jones and the Six could be playing. Like, there's oh. always, like, callbacks as you read all of her books. Okay. Wait, should you start with one first? Not really. They're all, like, their own little storylines, but they're just, like, calls throughout it. And, like, some characters from Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo are in other books of hers. Anyway, I'm reading Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's an I read it. It's an absolutely fantastic book. Um, it's, again, like, loosely based off of, like, an Elizabeth Taylor because this woman, like, has a bunch of husbands and the book is broken up husband by husband. Um, but then you, like, it flashes forward to, like, real time. It's, anyway, Seven Husbands, Evelyn Hugo. Fantastic book. My mother even liked it. I gave it to her. She was totally into it. So as I was reading this... And this and Daisy Jones and the Six was coming out. I was like, should I read Daisy Jones and the Six before I watch the show? And I decided, no, I'm gonna watch the show. And I really enjoyed it. I was not expecting the music to be so good. I was not expecting the storyline kind of really fits with the author's storylines. Like it kind of it tracks for her type of book. Um I have heard from friends, because I suggested this to a lot of people, and I know people who have attempted to read Daisy Jones and the Six, and a lot of people don't necessarily like the book because the book is written entirely in interview. 
So, like, you're not actually getting them the flashbacks. It's all just interview. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, people found the book difficult to read. Um, I think that this, they did an excellent job adapting that book to be this, even though I didn't read the book, but I can imagine. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. All right. All right. Did you have an IRL moment? This was very brief, and you would have, like, missed the quote. It's, like, Graham and Karen going to Billy and Camilla's, and she has, like, her coat draped over her shoulders, and she's like, no, you gotta drape the, the blazer, that's the look. I don't walk around with my, like, coat draped over my shoulders all the time, but, like, if I'm out and, like, I take off my coat and I'm at a restaurant, but then I'm cold, I'm 1,000% draping my coat over my shoulders. And I've gotten made fun of, and I don't really care because you know what? It's like, it's a little blanket. You don't want to fully commit to the jacket, but you just want it a little bit over you. Mm-hmm. That was one of mine. Yeah. That, the, 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 the part of the look. Yeah. 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 The other one is when Camilla describes or, um, Camilla gives Daisy a look when she's describing like what family is, like how they're all a family. And Daisy's like, not from my experience and kind of like mocks her. The look that Camilla gives her before she's like, so we're a family and we'll take care of you as long as you take care of us. And I I know that looks so well because I, I'm pretty sure I've used it countless times when I was coaching or teaching at the high school level. That, that whole like, great, great audio content, but that whole like, <laughs> like the, the look says, um, what? <laughs> And I, I can, can relate. Can relate. And that's it. We did it. We did it all. All right. So next week we have jury duty. Yep. Yep. This should be, this should be interesting. I started it. You're going to love it. You're going to die. Is you... this our first reality television show that we're doing? I guess so. I can't, you can't call it reality TV though. It's not reality TV. Okay. You're going, you're going to... It's real to one person. It's real to one person. You are going to be cackling. Cackling. And I feel like you should watch that with Dave because Dave's also going to like it. Okay. All right. So that's what we'll be doing next week. If you want to write in a review, um, you can reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Class 16 and Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Colbianchi. You can send us an email with recommendations and reviews at twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. And check out the YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekends, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. What's up?